have no fear. Cyberpunk will continue on, at least for a couple more sessions. Welcome to the Geomologist Presents. That was Jason promising that Cyberpunk is still around even though the game unfortunately had to be canceled last Thursday. I was traveling. Um, unfortunately, you know, I had a, a show in Florida and I traveled back from Florida to Texas. Um, and it was a, a night flight. So it was actually continuous with the, the start time and play time of the game, but I guess it didn't happen anyway. Jason had wanted to continue uh, with a couple other of the players, but uh, I guess it didn't happen. So, yeah, so that'll be not this Thursday, um, the 11th, but um, the following Thursday, the 18th, I'm hoping. So, uh, yeah, because this Thursday is going to be Warhammer Fantasy, our live group we haven't played because uh, the last last time I was traveling, so um, this time we'll be playing, which will be pretty cool. On this episode, I'm going to try to do some recap of a game I played this weekend, um, and an unboxing I know I have, and then respond to call-ins from Jason and Joe Salvatore. Alright, and here we go. First up is Joe Salvatore. Hey Carl, it's Joe. Uh, just wanted to say thanks for the Reaver recap. Um, yeah, overall I think things went pretty well. Uh, the, the healing, the shaman's healing ability is, is more improved over what other characters can do with the healer's bag. And I, th I thought that was, that was cool. Uh, yeah, the, the spell casting, you know, obviously in Sword and Sorcery, spell casting is kind of dark and kind of difficult and kind of scary. Uh, I think that worked pretty well. I, I thought it was... Uh, interesting role-playing with you summoning up the ancestral shade and, um, you know, m making a divination that way. Um, yeah, and we'll see what happens with the rest of the game. Uh, will you enter the Valley of the Mists? I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do, honestly. We'll find out. Uh, anyway, yeah, thanks for playing, and, uh, dude, you can play in my game anytime. Later. Hey, Joe, thanks for that. I'm really enjoying Reavers and the vibe that you're creating with your uh, sword and sorcery game. And it is true, magic is scary. Every time I roll that dice, I'm hoping to roll with an advantage or something or use some resolve because when I look at the consequences of failure, they're pretty bad. So yeah, there, might, there will be a time, and I think I already had a miscast at some point and it wasn't very pleasant. I know like if you miscast the sleep spell, uh, for example, you put yourself to sleep, so that'd be pretty bad. And uh, yes, Joe's title, All Life is a Hunt. That is what the spirit of my ancestors said to Oskold, or the spirit of Oskold's ancestors said to Oskold uh, when he asked, if, were we being hunted? And the spirit ancestor said, all life is a hunt. So yeah, that's kind of an interesting perspective on things. And... Um, 
I feel like our the ancestors protected us from incursion while we were healing our uh, the person that we rescued, uh, this Cato fellow. Um, he did give us some interesting information about what he saw and what happened. So, yeah, we. I b believe Joe. He'll correct me one of these days if I'm wrong. Is running this sort of as a sandbox to test a system, and we see where we go. But whether these evolve into adventures or um, or something, well, we will see. But they might. It might be kind of cool if they do. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Like I said, playing that game. Reavers coming to a drive-through RPG click near you. <laughs>your question carl the prediction thing has to do with when i called and gave an answer prior to the three actions for pathfinder and, and you had mentioned raise the shield as a third action just like i did so that that's where i was given an accurate prediction and that's what the nostradamus comment was about i thought the prediction was that we would all come to rain or our characters would in your cyberpunk game or that the cyberpunk game would not happen because thursday is cursed but yeah hey raise the shield um it's a good idea raise your shield for the storm wall no raise your shield for the shield wall i think that's a song by i think that might be a song by amon amon amarth let me hold that thought yes it is it is vikings Raise the shield wall, hold the front line, fight till death. Though I do not expect the players to perform that vocal ideation while you're raising a shield in Pathfinder 2. Hey Carl, as far as sending me a gift card, please don't do that. I have way too much junk in my house, so redirect that to a, is a donation to something called the Crush Foundation. You may have heard of it, you may not have, but if not, then do a little bit of research and please donate whatever you're gonna send to the Crush Foundation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jason. I will let the Crush Foundation CEO know. It's not that much, but every little bit counts, so thank you very much. I feel like I still wanna get you something um, I don't know, I don't know, a beer or a cold libation. Maybe if I travel to Virginia or something, or we meet again down here in the South, um, which would be pretty cool. So, um, yeah, thank you again. And that was in reference to, like, I, was, I ran this contest, and Jason was the only participant, really. Um, I, think some, I think Barry might have guessed songs after the fact but oh well um but um so i was gonna send a gift card he has asked me to donate instead which is very generous of jason connerly but all of you know that jason is jason the generous so um yeah thank you got one more message from jason and then on to the meat of the show hey i don't think that last message came through but yeah, if you want to pick the Boot Hill play-by-post game up, let me know. We can do that. 
maybe even do it in person. We'd have to find a few more people. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have any problem doing that. Despite my character being shot in the head and dead um, in the boot heel game, I really did enjoy it. I really like a good Western um, tale. That's why we're running sort of Deadlands in my live Sunday game, which has taken a bit of a hiatus. We're all been traveling and it's been pretty challenging, but I think we're going to pick up with the uh, um, horror at Headstone Hill, which I think everyone's excited for. I've shown some of them, the players, the handouts, so they're like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. And it's on the way to where they want to get eventually and deal with, um, with I think, the Hellstorm company. But, um, yeah, pretty, and this is going to definitely be involved with that, so uh, pretty cool. But, yeah, I, I want to play some Westerns, whether it's Weird Frontiers or Down Dark Trails or Boot Hill or uh, Deadlands. So uh, let's do it. No name like a shadow on a moonless night. Real game. He'll be there to uphold justice, law, and order. And you'll pay the highest fee, yeah, when the gunslinger takes his piece. Okay, now it is unboxing time. And uh, yeah, I got a box from Noble Knight Games. I had some credit with them, so I used it. It didn't pay for everything, but it handled shipping, etc. It said Fragile. It is not a lamp, though. Um, Noble Knight Games. So it is a party mail two-day package. Um, one of those two-pound boxes that is about uh, five inches high by eight by twelve. So. Use an anvil to open it up. Good, it's not peanuts, but paper inside. What we got? I got a 10% bonus coupon. No, that's all that was in there. No, 10% bonus coupon from Noble Knight. I got my uh, Happy Free RPG Day dice. Yay, I can add to my collection. It's, I mean, this is, I guess, for 20. 21 and I've had them for some time. Like I have a big collection. I probably should post it uh, at some point. Maybe I posted it before. Um, the crazy thing is the last two years they don't have the date. Um, so I just it's a style. But the, the bag at least says free RPG day 2021. Um, I like it when they printed they used a different company and they printed the date on the dice. And the meat of the package is my I know. I'm a collector. What can I say? It is the Twilight 2000 um, box set. It is in, the box is in really good shape. And, man, it was they're charging an arm and a leg for it. Um, and on eBay. And this has got, yeah, it's got everything. Um, that's in really great shape. Um, the pages don't even smell weathered, but it's the the original Twilight 2000 box set. Um, it's got the, yep. The only thing it doesn't have, and I might have to contact them, because I don't know where it's saying it didn't have the dice. I will have to contact uh, Noble Knight, because there are no dice, and there should be some dice in there. Not that I don't have a shit ton of dice, but... Um, 
Yeah, it's in really great shape. It's, you know, I do have the PDF because I bought the PDF compilation um, disc that uh, um, GDW had, or I guess it's Mark Miller's company now, but they had like a disc where all everything from Twilight 2000, uh, first edition, maybe second to, I don't know, but sometimes it's better to just read it and you can add it to my collection. Bummer about the dice. But it seems like it's got everything else. So technically it's missing four six-sided dice and a ten-sided. But like the boxes. Like, I mean, they I got think I got a good deal on this. People have been wanting upwards of $75 plus for a box that's all torn up. But uh, this is in really nice. This, the box is in really nice shape. So missing a few dice. Not so bad. Plus, I got the free RPP day dice. So cool. I know it's not Amy. Amy said, hey, it's your box. You open it. So maybe next time, got to try to coax her. Maybe we need more call-ins to coax her. Um, anyway, cool. So that is uh, my unboxing. Twilight 2000 first edition box set. So I did play a game this weekend, though I did not run anything. So I played in Kevin Madison's ongoing, we've been playing this for a while, Beavers of Thule using the Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea system. It is a second edition. We will probably be transitioning to third, but I don't know. I mean, I really, people complain about this two-phase system, but I don't, it really works. Maybe we're used to it. We declare our actions and we don't go, poo-poo, I can't change my action. Uh, if we have to change our actions, it, it depends on the situation. Sometimes there's a minus two penalty. Sometimes it makes sense that you, you're forced to change the action so you're not penalized. So, you know, it's a good system and we really like it. And um, so this time, I mean, I'd been, the last time I left, I haven't played for like a while. I missed the last game and the time before that, I think Kevin was on vacation. So it's been a long time since we played, maybe more than a month, six weeks or so. Uh, that I played, and my character last was unconscious. Um, and when I come to, I'm back fighting this god thing, Sebek, the crocodile god, and um, I have my full hit points. I'm running towards the commotion and the battle, and it seems like we're fighting this guy, this creature in a hallway, and uh, and I open up with my PDW. That's the only shots I get, but it seems like they kind of jack this creature up because it's not just myself and Sard, but it is also Amar who's fighting. And then two winged uh, pterodactyl men are also on our side fighting the creature. And we take down the Sebek creature and it seems like we're in this dreams, dreamscape or dreamland. And the idea was to take away what had happened to Amar as he had been bitten by this creature and it had infected him with its hunger feeling or meme, however you want to call it, where he would then have to, um, you know, join and spread the cult of Sebek. But the pterodactyl folk, they, uh, the shaman among the pterodactyl folk, Matriarch, realized that and uh, put us into this dreamscape. And the cool thing too is when I did, even when we defeated Sebek, we had healed Amar and um, I was at full hit points 
and I didn't use any of my uh, PDW um, weapon charges, which was kind of cool. Um, so uh, we decided after some wrangling, we realized that also this area that we're in where these Terra men live is the same tower where the Monkey Meister wants us to go under and recover something that will warp flesh. Um, so yeah, um, we'll do, take that on another day. But this time we decided to go confront Sebek with our new allies. The allies that helped us in the dreamscape um, would help us again in real uh, real life. So we have like a lot of some magic that they must have recovered. Uh, we were able to go in invisibly. Um, uh, Sard, the cryomancer, was able to make us all invisible. And we snuck into the temple and passed the guard. And we got there to the cistern. And uh, Amar presented himself and said, You still haven't got me. Do you still want me? And uh, we were all hasted as well, and the battle was on. We had positioned ourselves, the creature came up, um, it attacked Amar, and I guess the unfortunate thing is that it attacked, and one of the our Terra folk allies was caught in the, the maw and just got crunched right away before it even could attack. Um, so that was like, oh man, this is gonna be bad. But I was able to fire uh, a couple times and then move, Sard hit it with some dam some attacks. Amar hit it as well with his uh, ray gun before it was able to close. And uh, yeah, we I think hasted really helped because the next round after I had moved in position, I just you know opened full auto with the PDW. And you know if you can imagine like a Star Wars style blaster is I feel like that's what it is like pew pew pew. And I was able to fire because I did not move. I was able to fire six times. And I just lit this creature up. Uh, Amara was punching, punching it. Um, he hit really well. Sard was damaging it with his ice daggers. Um, I think the other pterodactyl folk ally came in and was able to damage it, but then also got crunched by a slap of the giant crocodile god's tail. Uh, so we lost that other ally. But then another round of firing six attacks and... Uh, yeah, as a fighter, um, Iphigenia, my character, has a pretty good attack uh, attack rate, or not attack rate, attack stat. And with this gun, able to fire three times and six times down the line. So I think out of the 12 shots I fired, I probably hit, I hit more than half. I, I want to say like I hit a 9 out of 12 times. I think I only missed like three times. I was just rolling crazy. Um, so it was really cool and damaging the hell out of this creature. I think it was like, each shot is like 2d6, so I was rolling pretty well, something like that. And then uh, it took it down pretty badly, and then Amar punched it in the face. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good, and destroyed the creature. So yeah, that's where we stopped, and apparently we got a whole haul of loot. And I guess that's one of the things that I'm finding, that's kind of bring, makes me anxious sometimes. It brings me some anxiety when I'm playing these games as loot distribution. Um, I guess we all think we know it's best for our character and there's some cool items. And I feel like a lot of the times I just sit back and let people get the cool stuff and I wait for my turn. But, but sometimes there's something really cool like Iphigenia is a sword and board fighter and there's a cool sword, for example. Uh, she's gonna want it in her arsenal and uh, yeah, we got, I mean, there's like 19 magic items. Um, and I think the, in total, killing both the, the dream version and the live version of Sebek 
with all that treasure netted us something like 21,000 XP, which now Iphigenia has reached seventh level. Which unfortunately, you know, if you were a straight magician, that'd be fourth level spells, but warlocks cap out at third level spells. But I believe I get another first level spell, which could be kind of cool. Um, maybe I'll get to learn, finally learn to detect magic or something like that. But uh, it was a good session, very exciting. It was like back to back fights, and we did pretty well. We beat the crocodile god.